The views and opinions expressed in the Golden Boot Podcast are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Golden Boot Podcast as a whole. Y'all ready to get rolling? Quiet on the set. Welcome back to another episode of the Golden Boot. It's your boy Pooh Bell. Got my man Aunt Petty Murphy in the building. What's good, my boy? What's happening, dog? Not much, man. Not much. I had to come in on a new little bop. You know yeah, yeah. Do something different. But uh, I do want to. Let me go ahead and get this out the way now. Happy birthday to uh, <laughs> to Rev. Happy birthday, yeah. Pop. Love you. You know, wish you the best. He probably somewhere, somewhere, somebody gave him a free meal, so he out there eating. Somewhere. Ain't nothing wrong with that. He deserves to get a bunch of them today. Yeah, he do. He do. Happy birthday, pops. Uh, also, man, I want to say, I don't know how many it is, but it's too many Sundays and Saturdays without football in our lives right now. And we need to get down to uh <laughs> we ain't got long. It'll be here. Before, you know. Yeah. I, I can't say that uh at least on HBCU our, you know, say we are talking football now, you know, saying team by team. Uh we hadn't started on over here yet, but it's it's about to start soon because we're gonna have to talk some football over here. I'm gonna go crazy. There ain't nothing wrong with that, brother. You know, I'm always done touch uh pig skin. Yeah, but uh other than that, man, uh we got a couple things to get to today. Uh, definitely, definitely a good, uh, a, a great day to be a Tiger fan. Um, but we're going to get to it, man. Uh, but before we do, man, you know what we got to do, man. We got to give a shout out to our sponsors over at BetOnline. BetOnline.ag. We'll be back in one minute. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your sports information, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds, lines, and player injury reports for this year's NBA and NHL playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters. This season, we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. We have everything from NBA, NFL, MLB, and NHL to golf, tennis, UFC, and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games that you can play right from your home. Head on over to BetOnline.ag today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use the promo code BLEAV to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. 
Bet online where the game starts. Hey, and we are back, man. Uh, definitely want to send a shout out to all those watching, tuning in. We do appreciate you. Uh, like we always say, you could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. Uh, we appreciate that. Uh, don't forget, subscribe, like, share, share to your friends, let everybody know uh, that, that we are here providing what little news there is to provide, <laughs> but we're telling it to you. Uh, man, last Friday, uh, Friday I was off work. Uh, it was LSU Day on the SEC Network. Mm-hmm. And it was a... Uh, it was fun. I enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed watching some of those games. Again, um, uh, they had the softball, two of the softball games. They had the uh, LSU versus women versus Georgia, LSU women versus Tennessee. Uh, of course, they had the LSU women's national championship game. They had the uh, baseball national championship game. And then they finished it off with the LSU versus Bama in football. Yeah, yeah. It's a great time to be a Tiger, man. It's the year of LSU. Um, and it could get a little better here in about, I don't know, another hour or so when uh, one of our Tigers could be bringing home a FIBA America Cup gold medal. Um, they up right now 33-27 on Brazil, the USA team, Angel Reese and them. So, I mean, it could keep getting, you know, rich get richer if you LSU. Right. It look like she finna go to the free throw line here too. So, I mean. And if you look at it, <laughs> I know we're going to talk about little hoops a little later, but what's so amazing to me about this FIBA team for the, the women right now, the team that Andrew Reese is on is, mm-hmm. they finna win the gold medal, and the oldest person on their team is 22 years old. Mm. They they going to, they hooping against grown women. Like this Brazil team has 31-year-olds, 30-year-olds, you know, 28, 29-year-olds. This isn't like the 23 under? Or no, this or ain't, no, nah, no. Nah, this is oh. the, well, because you know the, like for the WNBA players, it's in season now. That's you know true. what I'm saying? So our college girls are, are basically picking up the mantle for, for the pros. And, I mean, honestly, they're holding their own. That's what's up, man. It's good Knock to it see down. them. Knock it down. It's good to see them doing that. Uh, where's that uh being shown? Where's that being? Oh, I'm watching it online. You gotta set up okay. an account and all that kind of stuff. Gotcha. But uh, you know, it ain't it ain't easy to find. But um Brazil making a comeback right now, though. But it's still it's still the first half, so um uh, long way to go. But but either way, though, just for LSU to be represented on this team by Angel Reese, just you know, just goes to show that the level of success they have in this year. Yeah, and she did have a a, a double double last game. Uh, she just broke the record and eighteen she broke the record for most rebounds through six games. She got over okay. seven rebounds through six games. Wow, wow! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> definitely, the rich get richer. Because uh, I was like literally uh, Friday watching that game against Iowa, and I was so amazed. I was like watching. I was like, man, Carson. Uh, I mean, Carson. Had a really oh. good season, but for her to come in in a championship game like that and do what she did, uh, Samaya Smith to come off the because I think when you she watch, was huge this year. Oh my god, when you look at those people, those let me pray. We looked at those young ladies who stepped up, came off the bench to you know get the fill up that 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 slack when you had you know saying Poole, uh, Morris. 
uh, Williams and Angel Reese. Angel Reese ain't played the entire second quarter, and I, I didn't realize that until yeah. I was watching that game, re, like rewatching it. She did not play that entire second uh quarter, and and did some. I mean, for those yeah, backups, I, I mean, like that. So I think Samaya gonna be huge next year, especially when you consider. Like the the the, the, the Ladeja Williams role for this season, wow. you know, kind of being that starter, holding the opposing centers, letting Angel kind of do what Angel does best, um, and play that power forward role. And when you look at some of the transfers the SEC got this year, and Ole Miss getting a long way from Arizona, like you're gonna have to have that that true mm-hmm. center to help help Angel out and and Anissa to a certain extent help them out down low, and especially when you want to look at. I think one of the one angels just keep going to the line back to back. But when you start looking at um who I think could be a sleeper team that LSU might have to see next year and USC, mm-hmm. they got Lauren Betts, right? Who who might be the best center in the country, um, and you're gonna have to have somebody that can go. You know what I'm saying? So I think Samaya is gonna be huge, not just her, but um. The, yeah. the freshman we're bringing in, you know, Rio. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna need a lot from her as well. So, I think Samaya might be the unsung hero when it's all said and done for this team this year. Yeah. Uh, what's good, Josh? Josh in the building. This old vet, uh, ODB man. Appreciate y'all for coming through. Uh, I was gonna say. <laughs> Shout out to our sponsor. I forgot we oh, already right. did. Hey, while we were talking about women's basketball, I do want to say this. Mm-hmm. It's very apparent to me that a lot of media members don't watch the WNBA. I, I got this on the list. Let's go with it. Let's go there. Talk about it. All right. So the NBA announces the end season tournament um, that's been in the works for a while. And everybody just seems so confused by it. Like, well, what do you mean some games are going to be in the tournament, some games aren't going to count? You know, like it just seems like there's massive confusion in it. When all of these people who seem to be confused, all you got to do is watch the WNBA. The WNBA has the Commissioner's Cup. Mm-hmm. They've been doing it all season to where you can keep up with what games count toward the what games don't. So if you paid attention to the WNBA, this wouldn't be such a foreign concept to you. This wouldn't seem like some radical thing that the NBA is doing. You would have an understanding of it already. So to me, all these basketball heads, all they did was show that they don't really watch the WNBA. These are also some of the same critics who, going back to that uh, championship game, uh, had problem with, you know, saying, oh, (laughs) you know, saying Angel Reese made this signal towards uh, Caitlin Clark. Caitlin Clark would never do anything like that. Obviously, you're not watching the games. Man, Obviously, you haven't seen over the women's basketball. I'll tell you, women's basketball. First of all, women's sports as a whole is probably one of the most brutal, some of the most brutal sports. Like soccer, women's soccer, they get down with. I love it because yeah. I love the intensity of it, and they're not out there pouting, they're not flopping and stuff like that. Women's basketball, they talk so much trash. I, I just say this: If Angel Reese was hated, like by her phone, like her fellow competitor, I sure can't tell from watching this because yeah. it's halftime and she just walked off, hugged up with one of her teammates. So if they felt like there was a problem with what she did, or if they had some kind of beef with her, it's sure ain't apparent to me. 
Right. And well, by the I'm, way, USA is up 37-35 and a half, by the way. But go ahead. Good stuff. I'm glad you said that. Um, Angel Reese and uh Flage won the Breakfast Club with uh Charlemagne. I just so happened to randomly see a clip, but it was they won there with Charlemagne and Envy, uh talking about their relationship is like how they got cool and stuff. And they were talking to say a lot of people on the team didn't like Flage when she first got there because uh, it wasn't so much of like anything personal. She was really good, but she talked a lot of trash. And as a freshman coming in talking trash like that, they didn't like it and stuff until, you know what I'm saying? They, and Angel Reese was like, hey, you know, since she kind of talked to us, like, you can't talk to me. You know, so you can't talk, talk to everybody like you talk to me because not everybody from where we from or understand mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And it comes to Angel Reese has said it. A lot of it comes from her playing basketball with her with older dudes. brothers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, and it's funny because people want, WNBA basketball and women's basketball to resemble the men's game so much but that two different sports exactly, but they wanted to resemble so much. And it wasn't the first thing, man. They don't dunk over, they don't do that. Actually, Brittany Griner dunked today, by the way. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> it's funny, you know, but they say that kind of stuff, and then it, it brings me to one of the next things, one of the other topics I had. Um, is the 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 world catching up with the uh US and basketball or is it just that the US is getting too far away from fundamentals? Yes. Gotcha. Um two things could be true. Yes. Um I think there definitely is all right, so the NBA did a great job in with in the early 90s with the dream team. Mm-hmm. And then later on in the late nineties, going to Africa, we're, we're going to Africa and other places. But they grew the game, and like the Dream Team, you know, with Jordan and all them guys going and dominating people in the Olympics, like the Europeans over there, that's whenever they like they already knew basketball, they had already you know been playing. But that's whenever it like really blew up over there, and it became mainstream in a sense. And then when they buy all of these, you know, NBA Africa and all these kind of things, the game is growing in other places as well. So what happens is you have more people who know about the game. You have more people who play the game. Therefore, just by uh, numbers, they're going to be better at it. More people do it, you're going to have more people who are good at it. So they're gonna, your overall talent is going to improve. And the NBA, whether you want to blame AAU, whatever you want to blame, has gotten away from fundamentals in a sense, and it's been more of a just just go get buckets, you know what I'm saying, type of basketball game, and to where it's hurt us on that global stage. Now, if you want to talk about just talent for talent, nobody can compete with the United States. It's not even close. But the reason that they beat us is we don't have big men who are true big men. They do. And the, the European game is played differently than the NBA game. The NBA game is based on perimeter oriented, you know, and like the rule changes are different. Like the lane is is wide, you know, all these kind of different things that affect how you play the game. So European basketball isn't played like the NBA, but we have everybody in America trying to play like they're in the NBA. Even when you're in seventh grade, eighth grade, you know, you're trying to play like you in the NBA instead of learning the true fundamentals of the game. Then whenever you get to the point to where you can be in the NBA, Play like you in the NBA. 
You muted, bro. Yeah, my bad. I noticed as soon as I did it. Uh, ODB <laughs> brings up this. Uh, said, and I remember when this happened. He said, "There's a video of Shaq suggesting the uh, the WNBA should lower the rim by one inch to allow more dunks." So, what do y'all think about that? Well, I, uh, this ain't gonna do nothing. First of all, yeah. I, I hey, first of all, we not gonna. Quit, but you know what I'm saying. Hold on, I, I do want to say inches count. Pause. But uh, yeah, uh I only it's only a few people who work in inches, and that's carpenters yeah. and that's prostitutes, and I ain't neither one of them. So, but <laughs> but uh, uh, but I, I but think he low, he suggested the lower by a foot is what yeah. he said to nine feet. No, bro, no, I'm not with that. So when he was saying that, have you seen the eight and a half foot basketball league? Yes, I do want to play that though. That I want to be seems, in that league. That seems fun because everybody like big dude. Everybody dunking, dunking on, on everybody. Everybody dunking on everybody. But I, I will say one thing I do love about the women's game uh, is the pure like the fundamentals of it, like the it's, ball it's handling, better basketball, the ball handling skills. I and, and and I know there's a joke there. I'm not going there. But, but the no, ball I'm handling just, skills, the shots. Uh, it's better basketball though. Like yeah. if we're being like. The talent level, obviously, nowhere near. You know what I'm saying? But if you're talking strictly the game of basketball, the art of basketball is better. I mean, point blank, period. I don't know how there's any argument there. I mean, in, in, in the women's game, is more physical most of the time than the men's game. It's more of what the basket – like, this is what get, kills me. All right? You got all these guys who talk about – Man, the NBA soft. The NBA, I remember, I missed back in the day whenever, you know, they banged down low and you had big men who were real big. That's what women's basketball is. It's everything that you complain or claim that you miss about men's basketball. Women's basketball gives you that. They give you true post games with, with great footwork. They give you physicality. They give you all of that, but because they don't dunk, we don't want to watch it. Um, I love watching um, WNBA players. Or or even like Van Liff when she was doing like working out somewhere mm -hmm. against dudes regular that who talk trash killing them and killing them. Uh, it's a young lady on. Um, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, it's the young lady on 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 Twitter or something like that. Angie, something like yeah, something like that. Her form is her form is like very her shot so quick. It's like she get her shot off so it's ridiculous, dog. But but man, like. WNBA, bro, like, Aaliyah Boston got some of the best feet work I've ever seen in my life, bro. Like, it's like it's up there with Hakeem, Tim Duncan. Like, it's elite level footwork. Big facts. Big facts. She, she can score on she can score on whatever dude you put want to put on her in the NBA because her footwork is that good. But she's not going to get credit for it because she don't dunk it after she drops still. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so it's, it's crazy to me, but I don't, I feel like Back to the low and the gold question from ODB. Uh, I understand the premise, but like, think about it like this, okay? Think about every every gym would have to either have two sets of goals or you had to be able to lower your goal before it. So how many high schools and junior highs and all that will be able to do that, first of all? And second of all, it's like, at what point are you going to start that? You're going to start that when they're little? You're going to start it when they get to high school? You're going to wait till they like... I don't, I don't like it, doesn't make sense logically to me. Yeah, um, yeah, and you like, you can't wait till they get to the WNBA. Well, you're gonna play on a 10 foot goal your whole life. All of a sudden, you get to the NBA, now we're gonna drop it to nine feet. Now, you gotta do it whenever they in like 
you know, little league. College or you know what I'm yeah. saying? No, little like you got to start them. Oh yeah, there. you're. You know what I'm saying? Like, so even like, your, your angles where you shoot gonna change. All that's everything is gonna change. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, you, I and then if you're a school, like, are you gonna? All right, girls came over. Time to raise the goal up a foot. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just seemed like so much logistically unnecessary stuff. Like, all because we want to see more people dunk. Yeah. Like, that's I, it. that's I, the only, like, what other argument is there other than we want to see dunks? Like, no other argument but dunks. That's all you listen. They block shots. They make threes. They crawl people over. They do everything but dunk. That's the only thing you want to see, a dunk. Something that was I, outlawed in basketball at one point in time. So it's not necessarily for the game to exist. You don't have to have dunks. They outlawed it at one point in time. So it ain't like it's an integral part of the game that you got to have. It ain't like a free throw. You know what I'm saying? It ain't like that. that you got to have it. So why is it so important? Yeah. Um, no, you made me. I, I, I forgot just that quick. My uh, bad, though. No, it's good. It's all good. Um, oh, there it is. NBA, WNBA. Uh, the WNBA reminds me of like a, a, a IPA, a beer, or something like that. You have to you 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 know say so if you watch it enough of stuff you acquire a taste for it and, and enjoy it for what it is. So mm-hmm. and stop and trying to compare it to what it ain't. Yeah, like like what I always compared it to was like like you remember back in the day whenever there was like real bands or like R and B groups. You know what I'm saying, whatever. And then you know you had that one group that you kind of rocked with, but ain't nobody else really rocked with them. Cause they like, man, they not Jodeci, you know what I'm saying? They not Drew Hill, and you're like, well, duh, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like that's kind of where I'm at with it. It's like you can appreciate how good it is without trying to say, well, it ain't this, you know what I'm saying? Like the WNBA is the highest level of women's basketball in the world. In the world, Craig, you can appreciate it for what it is, man, and stop trying to compare yeah. it to the NBA. Speaking of WNBA, I know we've been on it for a minute. Uh, the All Stars, All Stars have Brian Howard got them. robbed. Yeah, I said it. So who who got robbed? Ryan Howard from the Atlanta Dream, twenty twenty two number one overall draft pick. She got robbed. Ask me who I'm taking off. I have no idea, but she got robbed. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Uh, the teams, uh, Team Wilson, you got Asia Wilson, of course, uh, Chelsea Gray, um, Jackie Young, Aaliyah Boston. Uh, she got a song. Arik. Arik. Thank you. Because yeah. uh, that, that wasn't going to sound yeah, like I that. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Uh, <laughs> Kelsey Plum, Alicia Gray, uh, Alisa Smart. Thomas. Uh What's A-T. That? Uh, That's my Ch- Cheney Parker, uh Dewana Barner, Cheyenne Parker, Cheyenne Parker, and then uh El uh Elena Del Don uh Della Don. She wrote Yeah, but she injured though. She probably gonna have a reserve yeah. come in for her. Which, in my opinion, should be Ryan Howard. You know what I'm saying? No bias or nothing, but she's not Ryan's a guard, Elena's a big, so I don't know if they're gonna actually you know, make that reserve swap, but Ryan Howard should be an all-star. I don't care what nobody say. Yeah. Uh, then, for Team Stewart, you got Stewart. Brianna Stewart. You got Brittany Griner, Jewel Lloyd, uh, Satow Sabali. Uh, Satu Sabali? Her too. Sabale. There you go. 
Uh, Anika Ngwik. Come on with it. Come on with it. Neka Ogumake. Yeah, her. Uh, Courtney Vandersloot. Uh, Sabrina Ionescu. Ionescu. Uh, <clears throat> Ezzy Mac Bagor. Nafisa Collier. Kelsey Mitchell. And Kalia Cooper. Listen, if you got a problem with me pronouncing these, uh, I think watch, you did a good job, sir. Watch the game. I dare you do that. <laughs> so I think you did a good job. All right, let's go ahead and the elephant in the room. Okay. Brittany Griner, I love you. But we all know why you're an all-star. <clears throat> she ain't been, she ain't been playing well? She's been playing well, but she's on the worst team in the league. And there are other players who may be more deserving. I understand why she's an all-star. I actually voted for her to be an all-star, so disclaimer. But I'm just, we all know why. I admit why I voted for her. You know what I'm saying? It was, I'm not going to say sympathy vote, but it was more so an acknowledgement of what you had been through. You deserved to have that moment vote. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, And I want to bring up this. This going to be controversial, but damn it, I don't care. NBA 2K. Why in the hell is Sabrina Ionescu on the cover next year? Hmm. Who do you think should be on the cover? Start naming names. I'll tell you when to stop. Uh, Asia Wilson for one. Breonna Stewart for two. If you Candace Parker for three, if you wanted to say somebody because you got Kobe on the on the uh you know the 2K version. So if you wanted to say the women version was somebody who's related to Kobe, Jewel Lord is right there, ladies and gentlemen. Jewel Lord is someone who Kobe out of his own mouth said is like a little sister to him. Perfect right there. I feel like the, the WNBA. I thought I was one would be one. She was the one, one from Oregon, and her and Kobe was cool because Kobe came to watch her play a few times. Yeah. But but Jewel Lloyd and Kobe actually had a like long standing, like year-long standing relationship. Jewel Lloyd had been in the league. She's a she was already a, a Nike athlete. They had been met for that for a long time. And so I I just I just have like I feel like Sabrina, and it's not a shot at her because she it's not her doing, but I feel like she's being forced down the throats of the fans. Whenever she isn't the best, all right. On the New York Liberty, she's probably the, the third or fourth best player. You're right. On her own team. She got two MVPs on the team with her and Courtney Vandersloot. So I just feel like y'all are forcing her down our throats whenever there's people who are more deserving, who actually have the body of work, who actually have the championships, who have the MVPs, the defensive player of the year. Whatever you want to look at, they got that to go behind it too, not just, oh, I knew Kobe, or I got the reputation, or I put up some numbers. Like, she puts up good numbers, true. But she ain't Jewel Lloyd. She ain't Breonna Stewart. She ain't Asia Wilson. She damn sure ain't Candace Parker. You know what I mean? Like, I feel you. I mean, she might not be Enrique Agumawale. You know what I mean? Like, if we want to be, like, keeping the buck, like, that, I, I just feel like 
this show to me, this show that 2K ain't in tune with the WNBA and the and the fan base and kind of like the the community, WNBA community, and how they feel. Cause I feel like casual fans of the WNBA know Sabrina Inescu because of the way it got pushed when she was at Oregon. But since she's been in the league, yeah, I ain't, I don't feel like she that same player that she was given credit for. And then she, she's a great player, but mm-hmm. there's she's not a top five, top ten player in the league. And there's no knocking her. It's just credit to the players who are on that level. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was going to say, I say with it being a young league like it is, uh, I, I, I wouldn't. Is it a young league? It's 20. Well, relatively speaking. Oh, you talking about, okay, I get what you're saying. You're talking about, okay, my fault. I, I get what you're talking about. You're talking about the, the, the league as a whole, not like as the whole, players not, in the league. Not yeah, that yeah, player. Yeah, okay. That, that, I yeah. thought you were saying like the players. But I get you know, what you're saying. You're talking about the. With it being a relative. The origin like, of the league. Yeah. Origin, there you go. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, with there being such a, you know, saying young league, um, the. What you may say, WNBA GOAT, and your top player, the gap isn't so far. I mean, it's yeah, like – Yeah, I'm with you. So it, but if, it, going, it, if we're talking historically <laughs> – Oh, trust me. I, I know. I know. Because uh, <laughs> I, I, I can name yeah, some – Y'all finna make it seem like I'm being mean to this girl. But if we're talking historically, like yeah. just in that franchise alone, right. like people forget the New York Liberty went to like three or four straight finals – WMA finals like the inaugural finals. You know what I mean? Like well, Rebecca Lobo and T- uh, Teresa yeah. Weatherspoon and them, like they had some dogs on that team. Like, you ain't we're not gonna do that. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to make this a, a I hate Sabrina Ionescu segment. All I'm saying is like and it's not her fault. She didn't ask for any of this. It's like the Archmanning thing. It ain't his fault, but you know, it's gonna seem like we hating on him. It's not her fault, but there's other people who more deserving, who need the recognition, who deserve the recognition. Yeah. Uh, I, Paul uh, says, uh, that's, just, that's, the, the, the subscriber count for the channel needs an altar call. Can I have that unholy number? So uh, I mean, for somebody's going to have to subscribe then. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we are at 666 uh, subscribers right now. Uh, we would love to add a uh, several hundred more but at this time i just need give somebody, us one just give us one uh, <laughs> 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 oh man all right man you ready to talk baseball real quick man so i guess all right uh the worst kept secret of all times uh paul skeens dylan cruz uh go one two in the mlb draft uh, Paul Skeens is the first overall pick and, and the first uh, per- first pick to the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, that was kind of in right. question. You was right. That was kind of – no, I said uh, – well, I said Paul Skeens. I said I was – I said Cruz, but you yeah. You said Cruz. Uh, I, I – um, yeah, that's right, because I had heard somebody else talk about because there's a, they had a a player in the you know outfield mm-hmm. player they don't want to do. Yeah. Uh, but um, I, I me, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Now I was gonna say that was in in, in question because uh, unfortunately the Pittsburgh Pirates have been notoriously cheap 
have tried to underbid a lot of their uh, draft picks. So at one point, it was looking like they were gonna, they weren't going to get Cruz or Skeens, and they were going to mm-hmm. pick up a high school guy just because they Next felt, card. yeah, they could possibly get him cheaper. They ended up getting uh, Skeens, and so that was a uh, that was huge for LSU fans. Huge for I think that was the best move for the Pirates. And so, because you got a guy who can maybe not immediately, but give him a few weeks. Yeah. He, you know, saying let him get up to speed or whatever, and you know, he's already up to speed. It's just yeah. more so about him getting acclimated with the, you know, what I'm saying with the, yeah, what they what they do there. Um, and the reason why I say they get up to speed because uh, I know like at my job I have to do onboarding and you have to do it all to make yeah, it. <laughs> you imagine him, hey Paul, you can't pitch it. Yeah, you ain't hey, in your workplace violence. Uh, hey, hey Paul, you've got a uh, sharp training, uh, and then after that you've got to do uh. You uh, gotta do com- workplace, workplace violence, yeah. yeah. Gotta- <laughs> workplace violence, sexual harassment. You gotta watch all them videos first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh I was on the radio with Fox Friday, and uh I said I didn't think I think it was possible that this didn't happen, and part of the reason why was because of the fact that a pitcher hadn't gone number one overall since 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, Dylan Cruz reportedly asked for $10 million, and you just talked about how the Pirates have been notoriously cheap or frugal um, in in recent memory. So I knew they wouldn't finna pay $10 million for Cruz. Mm-hmm. And so I did think it was a very good possibility that uh, Langford or Max Clark went number one just because of those reasons. But – like Fox said, I think if you Pittsburgh, you got a guy who, and like you said, can come in and help you immediately. The reason why I didn't think that that they would go schemes, or one of the reasons why, is because they don't really need nobody to help them immediately. They're not finna be, you know what I'm saying, in, in uh, contention for anything this year. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I think that they could have kind of went for the long-term play in a sense, but they decided to go with one of the best two players. Like, if I can't get Cruz and he the best because he $10 million, then let me settle for the next best. And, I mean, if you want to say settle for the best pitcher we've seen in, in baseball in a while. You know what I'm saying? So, I think that it worked out good for them because they got somebody who could either come in right away and kind of anchor that bullpen or in two years could be a, the face of your rotation. And – the Nationals got a guy who could be the face of the franchise. Yeah, because see, see this, and I, and I'm glad you said you just what you just talked about with the uh, Pittsburgh as far as settling. The, uh, the I don't know if you li- listen to it because I, I was watching like the first two uh, picks and stuff, or actually the first probably half half the first round. But what they were talking about with uh, the Nationals, their recruit, their drafting um, philosophy. Whoever, whichever one of them LSU guys that the Pittsburgh yeah. don't pick, that's who we yeah. gonna pick. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. But yeah, so like, but for, for them it worked out perfect. Cause obviously in the past what four years or so, they've lost Bryce Harper, Anthony Rendon, Juan Soto, Trey Turner. You know what I mean? The list goes on and they're not just the pitching staff, they lost Scherzer, they lost uh Strasburg, you know what I mean? Or well, I think Strasburg might still be there. But, you know what I mean, they lost all these different pieces to that team. Nobody really knows who the face of that franchise is right now. 
So you get a guy like Dylan Cruz who could come in and who could be that uh that face of the franchise, which and also they need that not only just for for baseball purposes on the field, but ticket sales and things of that nature too. You know, you got a guy who kind of can rejuvenate that fan base. But uh, Paul's hub with a hell of a comment right there, my boy. Skeens and, and Red Louder are division rivals now, with Red Louder going to the Reds. Mm-hmm. And hey, Red Louder, he he gained a fan to me after that performance we had. Man, that guy pitched his ass off. And he's a hell of a pitcher. And he's going to a team that is loaded. I'm, so yeah. it it could be it could be a situation where well louder is has more team success, but Skeens has more individuals. You know what I'm saying? Like one of them to where when you compare them in 10 years, one looks better because he was drafted by a better team. I'm looking at like I'm looking at the draft, like going through recapping what was been who's been picked so far. And I'm looking LSU beat. To, to win a championship, the number four mm-hmm. pick and the number seven pick. And then uh uh where he, he fed, he's down here somewhere. The Atlanta Braves picked up uh Waldrop from Florida. So oh, from Hurst Waldrop. Oh, that's a good pick. That's so, a good pick. Did uh did the first baseman from Wake Forest get drafted? Or the first or third baseman from Wake Forest get drafted? I haven't seen them drafted okay. yet. Uh let me double check. Uh I know but I did the first round, so I didn't uh know. Uh, Enrique Bradford got picked up um, by the Orioles, if I'm not mistaken. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. Yep. Enrique Bradford got picked up by the Orioles. Uh, I know the uh, the shortstop for Ole Miss got drafted because there was like four straight shortstops got drafted, and he was one of them. Uh, the third baseman from Wake Forest got uh, picked up. Yeah, okay. Uh let's see. I have not seen the first bait, but I'm I'm scrolling kind of fast, so let me let me double check. Let's see. Yeah. Red louder. Let's see. Oh, uh Dolander. From yeah, Tennessee, Tennessee got picked up. Mm-hmm. He got picked up by uh caught by the Rockies at number nine. Um oh, I'm trying to think what was the team that no, it wasn't Florida Atlantic. Um, uh, but they Florida Atlanta got had a guy uh first baseman picked up. Um let's see, let's see. Old Miss had a shortstop. Um uh, So, uh, with uh, Paul Skeens going number one tonight, <clears throat> LSU is now officially the only school in the country with number one picks in all four major drafts. They and already had that. Mm. Ben McDonald. Oh. Then why did it say? I don't, I don't know. know. SEC just posted it 29 minutes go, ago. Go, go ahead, because there might be more to it, because – now, I just said the only one with number one picks in all four mm-hmm. major drafts, the NBA, NFL, WNBA, MLB. Yeah, they already – yeah, because Ben McDonald's the number one pick. Um, now, I will say they talked about it, uh, about as far as LSU being the number one uh, of the only school to have, like, uh, uh, 
I forget what it was like. Or maybe they're the only one with multiple. Maybe it is. that might make that might because be. we've had multiple. We've had multiple in football. Multiple we've had in multiple baseball. in baseball. Now we've had multiple in basketball with Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons and Shaq. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe Simone, the- and, Simone and Sylvia. I'm, Does Sylvia I'm, go number one? That's a good question. But yeah, that that would be that would make sense. Multiple. Um, I do know, I think, and I don't know, Paul Tub, if you the, you know what I'm saying, or, or Julian, I don't know if Julian on. Uh, I no, think LSU made, number two. I think LSU made history by being the only, uh, the first school to have uh, one and two. In the, yeah, that's in true. The, that's true. In, in yeah, that's, that, we did make history with that. So, I think that was dope. Um Man, this goes to the a testament of this the the this team and who they are, who they were this season. Everything that they went through. Uh okay. Okay. I read this wrong. I read this wrong. Yeah, it doesn't it didn't say that now we are. It just says the LSU is the only school. So it did this didn't make it make that the case, but it just so they've had one, two, three, four, five, six, some eight first number one overall picks in four major sports. I did see something that Preston put up uh, in the SEC. LSU is number one with total, total national titles. titles. Yeah. Uh, it was at 51. 51. Mm-hmm. So, so that's something to toot your nose up. You know what I'm saying, people? Get you, you know what I'm saying? Go ahead, put, put your pink up. Uh, I, I do want to stick with baseball for a minute. Uh, this was almost an altar call. Uh, by the way, we're not doing altar call tonight. You can make it your altar call because I got one too. We got okay. Well, shoot. Uh, if we make this altar call, I'm ready to go now. All right, go ahead. All right, here we go. We're gonna <laughs> hold on, hold on. He said, uh, Brandon Reese trying to says JJ having two players drafted back to back is a great recruiting tool going forward. Hey, amazing recruiting tool. Um, because not many people can say that at all. So, but uh, here we go. All right. Um, you want me to go first? Yeah, you can. All right, here we go. Hey, I want to call Ellie Dela Cruz to the to the uh, front of the congregation. Nah, you ain't doing that wrong, man. I just want to say, um, I want to give a big shout out. Uh, uh, Ellie went up to bat this past week. Um, they were, I forget that they were going against the Reds, maybe. I can't remember who they were going up against. Um, but the manager basically said uh, something about his his bat. His bat has a, a, a regular shaped knob on it. It's, I think it's more for like grip. It's, it has nothing to do with performance or anything. But uh, they called, you know, saying basically it, it was ruled legal by the MLB. Uh, the, the opposing coach called it out, and uh, the ref, the, the umpires ruled it uh, illegal. But then they came back and reviewed it, you know, saying saw that it had been approved and, and ruled it legal again. It was it was a, it was a mess. So when you have stuff like this, how do you respond? He came back and he hit a home run and he watched it. He stood there and watched the home run 
And then after he did it, he point took the end of the bat, pointed to the knob, dropped his bat, and ran the bases. The opposing coach said, "Hey, he's a phenomenal guy. I just don't think he needs to do, you know, what I'm saying be dealing with all these these uh, tactics, these these antics. That's what it was." Um, he then, I think it was the next game, maybe the same game, uh, and we've all seen this. Uh, he got a hit, got on base, and he stole second. Then he stole third, and then he stole home. And I'll say that's probably most one of the most exciting things I've seen in a long time. It was it was very Jackie Robinson esque, uh, very very entertaining to watch. And I was something that I think baseball needs, man. Bring back that excitement, bring back that uh, that joy in watching. You know, saying guys play for the love of the game, and uh, get over these unwritten rules. Get out your feelings. And Ellis should be at the All-Star game. I don't care that he started the season in the minor league. I don't care. He's one of the best players in the league. Put the ball in the All-Star game. <clears throat> now, for my alt call, I would like to call out everybody who is overreacting to Victor Wimbayama's summer league game. Not just Victor and beyond. Any any draft picks. It's summer league, people. It's not even preseason. It's literally summer league. You're literally playing against people, 90% of the people who won't ever play significant minutes in the NBA. You're playing against fringe G League guys who are fighting for two-way contracts, and you're playing against other rookies for the most part or, or young players in the league. This has zero bearing on whether or not you will be a good player. Zero. I've seen plenty of people go to summer league and be great and then flop whenever the real season comes. I've seen people go to summer league and be average and then turn out to be great players. Can't overreact to a summer league game, especially one game at that. Was it a bad performance? Yes, it was. But people have bad games all the time. It's one summer league game, people. Calm down. He's not a bust because he had a bad summer league game. Can we stop with all these overreactions, the instant overreactions to everything, whether it's good or bad? We automatically make it go to one extreme or the other. Just give it time, people. Let the man's career develop before we start making judgments, man. I, I do want to say that uh, Trey Young had a terrible first game in the summer league, and he turned out very well. It's not. I mean, you can. It's a bunch of guys you can pull up who were bad, and you can pull up a bunch of guys who was balling in the summer league, and you know where they at now. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, with that said, uh, uh, Victor Wimbyama, um the worst thing he did uh, was hit Britney Spears. I mean, that wasn't even him. I know. I know. But I say this though. I will say this, and we can leave on this note. The brother wasn't in America a week and already beat a white woman lying on the allegation. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. To, if you, you cannot say destined for greatness better than saying that right there. One week in America, you already done beat the case. I mean, that's you're destined for greatness, dog. I'm just saying. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's been our show for tonight. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, that's just man, man, man. 
<sighs> it's been a good one, man. We'll be back on next Sunday. Uh, until the season start, we'll we'll all be doing uh Golden Boot on Sundays. Um, but come so- check out HBCU out tomorrow. We're finna talk about a team that's in Baton Rouge. We definitely are. We definitely are, man. So y'all come through, check it out. Uh, who got tomorrow? Fam, you and Southern. Fam, you and Southern. Yes, sir. So, all right. Possible championship matchup. Ooh, that's a good call, Kyle. All right, like that. (laughs) This show was presented by BetOnline.ag. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe on Twitter at Golden Boot. On Instagram at Golden Boot. On YouTube at The Golden Boot Pod. On Facebook at The Golden Boot Pod. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.